This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Volume. Boxing with Chris Mannix is presented by FanDuel. Football season is here, and there's no better place to get into the action than with FanDuel. The app is safe, secure, and easy to use. FanDuel always has exclusive offers. When you win, you'll get paid fast. FanDuel has lots of ways to play, like the spread, money line, over-unders, team totals, player props, and so much more. Jump into the action at any time during the game with live betting, combine multiple bets in the same game in a same-game parlay, and try out the same game parlay plus. So use promo code boxing and download the FanDuel app today to make every moment more this football season. This is boxing with Chris Manning. Oh, somebody punch him in the face. Anthony Joshua is a composed and ferocious finisher. Watch this. Andy Ruiz is the heavyweight champion. Hosted by SI's Chris Mannix. That was my moment. Now with interviews, analysis, and everything going on in the world of boxing. When you have talent, you are given another chance. Here's Chris Mannix. All right. You ready? Always. Mannix, when are you going to admit to your audience that I'm your number one guest? You are not. Why am I consistently back to back to back always on your show? I mean, it's not because you pay well. I know that. It's more a marriage of proximity. Like, we're often in the same area of the world. And I like doing these things in person. Now, if my good buddy Keith Eideck had been around more, or uh, who else? Chris Algieri, maybe. Uh, who else? <laughs> who else is in that mix? Dan, Dan Raphael. Dan Raphael. Any other former champions that I know... Daniel Jacobs, if he was around more. I'm your best. I'm ubiquitous. That's, I'm everywhere. Ubiquitous. I'm everywhere and nowhere. Okay, I guess that's what it means, but that doesn't mean best either. I don't care. All right, Sergio Mora is here, former junior middleweight champion, DAZN broadcaster, fresh off the Canelo Alvarez-Gennady-Golovkin fight uh, this past weekend. We're not going to talk about that. If you're interested in our thoughts on Canelo Triple G, go back to the last podcast. We did a special 20-minute edition of the podcast that was all Canelo Triple G. Listen to that. 
We're going to move on to other things. And we're going to begin, Sergio, with the fight this weekend. Shakur Stevenson, Robeson, Conceição. This was officially, as of Friday morning, for the two belts at 130 pounds held by Shakur Stevenson. On Friday afternoon, Shakur Stevenson missed weight, coming in at 131.6, 1.6 pounds over. Didn't try to make the weight after that. Released a statement basically saying that his body could no longer make 130 pounds. Conceição made weight. He will fight for those two belts. But Shakur Stevenson, after this fight, is headed to 135 pounds. You've often said, Sergio, that it's a fighter's responsibility to make weight. Um, How do you feel about Shakur Stevenson missing the 130-pound limit? Fighters have three responsibilities. Prepare for the fight, make weight, well, promote the fight and make weight, and of course, fight. Uh, Shakur Stevenson is a unified champion. He has the responsibility of defending those championships. He works so hard to get them. Uh, he pays for them. You know, he defends them. And then he just lets them go on the scale like that. It's a sign of unprofessionalism. But here's the thing. This kid's so gifted. He's so damn good. Things come so easy to him from the amateur days to uh, as a professional that, y- you know, he takes things for granted. You know, youth is wasted on the young, they say, and so are belts. <laughs> what is he, 24, 25 years old? And, mm-hmm. you know, he's already a unified champion. He'll get him back. That's not that's not going to be the problem. It's just the black guy that he he kind of gives his reputation. That's a, uh, the thing that we got to look at. And is is he going to do this again? And promoters are, are you know they like promoters like uh, blackballing fighters if they do it constantly. You know they they start you know getting rap, bad reputations and maybe even find them. This is his first time. I'll give him I'll give him a pass, but it's a bad look. Yeah, I mean, look, one way or the other, Shakur Stevenson was going to 135. I'm with you. If you're going to take a fight at 130 with two titles, defend those titles. It is a little bit surprising that Stevenson, um, what's it? It's only been like a year and a half, maybe two years since he moved up to 130 pounds that he's already kind of growing out of that weight class. But he's a big, strong, young fighter. Um you know, 135 was an inevitability. I remember I talked to Jamel Herring about this, you know, a couple of months ago, and he had said at the time, don't be surprised if Shakur Stevenson is at lightweight sooner rather than later and appears it's going to be uh, sooner. Big opportunity for Conceição. I don't know what to expect from Conceição. He looked pretty good against Oscar Valdez last year. Mm -hmm. A couple fights before that, he didn't look so good, but it should be an interesting fight on Friday. And I can see, Sergio, why Shakur wants to fight at 135 just staying at 130 there's not a lot marketable there like it doesn't sound like joe cordina is going to run towards a fight with him there's not a huge market for hector luis garcia to fight him he's the other title holder at 130 you go to 135 you're with top rank all of a sudden devin haney is on the table vasily lomachenko is on the table there are a lot of really good fights in 2023 on the table for shakur stevenson so while i am disappointed he didn't make weight i'm much more excited about his future at 135 than i am at 130 yeah, you, I mean, you got to just shake it off. I mean, Shakur Steven already, you know, accomplished a lot at such a young age, and he's going to accomplish a lot more. He has that pound-for-pound pound talent. Uh, this is just, you know, some, it's a hiccup. 
it's a hiccup. That's it. I know it's a big hiccup for us because, you know, things come so hard. Uh, you know, it's hard to win a championship, let alone become unified and win two. But for him, he sees things differently. So he's going to pick up and, and, and move on, especially if he, you know, uh, uh, takes out Conceição in, in, in exceptional fashion. He's just going to move forward. I mean, it happens to the best of champions. It happens to the best of champions. You just, you know, you got to pick up and move on. Yes, I believe that he might be growing. He's a big, muscular kid with wide shoulders. He's He has that height as well. So 135 is actually going to benefit him more. So it's better for him to have you know lost it on the scale and I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you you know i i could have lost my title on the scale it would have been the right thing to do looking back when i was in a fight vernon forest i was a champion i weighed in i was two and a half pounds over i was already bone dry i should have not made that last two and a half pounds i should have went into that fight you know lost my title but won instead of you know winning on the scale and then losing my title if you know what i mean mm. so i think he made the right decision and i think a lot of fighters put their health first should put their health first if it's that that um dire if you're that dehydrated put your health first what did you have to put your body through to oh, lose man, that i last don't even want to think about it i don't want to think about it i lost 28 pounds in six and a half weeks eight pounds <laughs> a day crazy eight pounds a that? day of and two and a half pounds the last three hours i was bone dry i had nothing to give but you know, I had it in my, it was my donkey mentality. You know, my, you know, I'm not going to give it up on the scale, but it cost me. Yeah. Yeah. Certainly physically, you feel a lot different uh, going in that dehydrated. That and you know, that, that, that's also when, when fighters get seriously injured, you know, that's when the brain damage, you mm -hmm. know, when, when, when your brain starts to bleed and it rattles against your skull, you know, that, because there's no liquid to, to keep the brain, mm. you know, uh, afloat. So that, that's when the real damage comes, when you're fluctuating in weight and you're bone dry. All right, we'll get to the next topic in just a second, Sergio, but I have to tell our listeners here about NetSuite. 2000, 2008, 2022, when it comes to the economy, those are some scary years. Dot-com crash, housing crash, and the roller coaster we're going through right now. One thing is certain it's a dangerous time to not know your numbers. But over 31,000 businesses have the confidence and clarity they need because they rely on NetSuite by Oracle, the number one cloud financial system. NetSuite gives you visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, planning, and budgeting so you can manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. Everything you need all in one place. So how do you prepare for uncertain times? The answer, NetSuite. NetSuite helps you identify rising costs, automate your business processes, and easily see where to save money. That's why 93% of customers say they improved their visibility and control when they upgraded to NetSuite. What are you waiting for? Right now, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to netsuite.com slash Mannix right now. netsuite.com slash Mannix. netsuite.com slash Mannix. All right, so there's Shakur Stevenson... Uh, Robeson can say Sal on Friday. That's a good fight. A better fight, I think, is on Saturday. Joe Joyce against Joseph Parker. Heavyweights, two top guys. Uh, Joe Joyce, of course, undefeated. Joseph Parker only been beaten by the top guys in the heavyweight division. I, I love this fight, Sergio. Because mostly because I don't know who's going to win. Joe Joyce is a guy with a lot of power, but he has shown at times he can be outboxed in fights. Uh, Joseph Parker, probably the better boxer. Uh, has a great chin, but can his chin hold up to 12 rounds 
of assault from Joe Joyce. Uh, what do you make of this one? I love it. it. It's a perfect style matchup, man. I'm a big fan of Joseph Parker because he he has that that uh, you know he has good defense. He has good movement. He's not. He has good enough power, but he he doesn't rely on it. You know, every heavyweight you know has that magic eraser, and they just try to set up that big right hand. Joseph Parker, on the other hand, he likes to use the ring. He he, he likes to uh, frustrate you know fighters. He has good body shots, uh, but I think the world of Joe Joyce. He's a legitimate scary Joe Foreman type, George Foreman type heavyweight, where monster, just one big punch, mm. and he has that that Cuban background. You know, he he has a Cuban coach. Ismael Salas, you know, you know, a legendary Cuban coach. So if you look at him, everything's behind the jab. They don't waste punches. Everything's real precise with that right hand. Um, they have a good ring generalship, but they don't, they don't really, uh, they don't really give up too much points. You know, mm. that's how they're able to win and be successful as as uh, amateurs. And you mentioned the athleticism. This guy's six foot what six six foot seven. He can yep. do a backflip, Maddox. A backflip. I can't even do a damn cartwheel. You know, this guy could do a backflip at six foot seven. So he's six foot six, six foot seven, two hundred and eighty pounds, and he's that athletic, that gifted, and he has that that you know that that big left uh, left jab that he what he uh, he broke the eye socket of uh, Dubois. Du- Dubois. That's incredible. I think With one the, punch. The, I think the Dubois fight is. A good fight to look at when you're trying to forecast this one. I think Parker's not the same fighter as Dubois, but if you look back at that fight, Dubois was leading, I think, on two of the scorecards at the time of the stoppage. This is the kind of fight that I think that Parker will be leading on in the later rounds. I just think he's a better boxer. You saw him outbox Andy Ruiz, albeit very closely. He's got two wins now over Derek Chisora. Chisora, of course, not some world beater by any stretch, but I watch a lot of Joyce. I've watched him since the 2016 Olympics. Good puncher. Again, relentless. Will not stop coming at you. Will not stop throwing throwing punches. But leads a lot with his chin. The defense isn't great on Joe Joyce. He takes, well, he's not perfect. No fighter's perfect. They're always going to be lacking No, something. but I'm just explaining. When you have that kind of power and that athletic ability, that size, you're not going to practice your defense in the gym. I believe you're Joyce will tell you. Out. Joyce has told me, like, he doesn't want to be the guy that just leads with his chin. Like, he doesn't want, he wants to be a little bit more elusive. And you mentioned Salas, Cuban-based trainer. Like, that's someone that you should be able to pick some defensive tendencies. Legendary uh, Cuban trainer. All right, trainer. fine, whatever. I, look, I'm explaining why I like Joe Parker in this one. Because I think Parker's going to outbox Joe Joyce. And I think his chin's strong enough to hold up. If you can hold up to the power of Anthony Joshua, of Dillian White, you could probably hold up to the power of Joe Joyce. Uh, I'll tell you why I think Parker's going to do well. And not only his uh, experience that you just mentioned, but the fact that wasn't he training with Tyson Fury? Yeah, he's been in Tyson Fury's camp for if a couple of years been, now. If he's been sparring and getting in the ring with Tyson Fury, this is going to be a serious upset type fight. Because if, if he can actually be in there with the Gypsy King, who's six foot nine, going to be bigger, bigger than than this uh, opponent right here. So yeah, I I really think I really sincerely think this is going to be a style matchup where Parker comes in shape. He's going to do some serious damage. Yeah, I think it's a great fight because the winner uh, will have a mandate to face one of the heavyweight contenders that's out there. Especially if it's Joe Joyce. The doors are wide open for some big UK heavyweight fights. You think Anthony Joshua against Joe Joyce, Tyson Fury against Joe Joyce. He's got the silver medal in his back pocket. All of a sudden, he'll be, I believe, a mandatory in at least one sanctioning body, if not two. Um, and, and for Joseph Parker, even though he's got the losses to Joshua and White, and he's probably never going to face Tyson Fury because they are stablemates, mm-hmm. like it puts him right in position for another big fight. I, I just think that's... 
it, it's a monster, monster fight for both guys. Oh, and uh, Joyce doesn't have any time to lose anymore. He's what? He's, uh, it's his mid-30s 30, at this point. 36, yeah. Yeah, he turned pro late. He turned pro late after the 16 Olympics. Yeah, he's, he's kind of on the same boat as Deontay Wilder, but just like Wilder, he has that big right hand. He has that size, and he hasn't taken much damage. So anything he touches, he's going to put down. I think down. the Foreman comparison is actually pretty good. because I, Less Wilder. When I like, watched Joe Joyce, exactly what I, I know. Like, less, like Wilder was always kind of cocking that right hand and waiting to throw the right punch. Joe Joyce just keeps throwing. Like He mm-hmm. just keeps throwing these big, wide bombs of shots. And he's shown, especially in that Dubois fight. And he that, keeps uh, walking at you like a mummy. Yeah. Like a mummy. There you go, Just Ali. like Muhammad Ali. There you go, yeah. We, we all know that, uh, that Ali phrase. All right, I want to look back on last weekend and the performance of Ban Rodriguez. He beat Israel Gonzalez, scores a wide unanimous decision, but I think you and I would both agree. If you're looking at Bam's recent performances, this was not the most impressive of the three. Carlos Quadras, Bam basically won start to finish. Um, Sarisa Katsurungvisai got knocked out in the mid-rounds. Gonzalez was game. Maybe Bam underestimated him. Maybe... Gonzalez was better than Bam thought, but is there anything you take away from that performance that makes you believe Bam is now vulnerable at 115? No way. There's no way Bam is vulnerable at, at, at 115. It's just he faced a crafty veteran that's been in there with Chocolatito. He went the distance with Chocolatito. There you go. That's enough said. You can go 12 rounds with that monster. That that makes you solidify uh, a, a, a title challenger where you can you can hang with the best. That's it. So uh, the fact that he had that championship experience and Bam Rodriguez is not a natural 115-pounder. He's a, the youngest champion in boxing. He didn't get exposed. He's not, he's not going to be, you know, he didn't let down anybody. He just fought a guy that, that was tricky, has a lot of tricks up his sleeve. He knows how to survive. The main thing is he fights behind the jab and he doesn't smother his punches. You know, Bam Rodriguez is a shorter, smaller fighter. If he, if Gonzalez were to fall off balance, that's when he can take advantage of the angles and, and the pot shots and the counters. Gonzalez is disciplined. He was disciplined on the jab. He was feisty when he got in there. He threw his combinations and got back out, back on the stick, stayed in the middle of the ring, off the ropes. These are all things that, that, that crafty fighters do. So, you know, that, that's the reason he was able to do the dis, go the distance. And you got to give Gonzalez credit. Not a bad bad look for Bam Rodriguez. He's going to learn from that, pick up the pieces, and move on. I also don't think Bam really wanted to be there, right? Like, this was not a fight that he particularly wanted. Robert Garcia was the one that talked him into it. He's and it was, a good, it was a good idea. I'm glad. Yeah, look, you get I'm the glad platform. That they the Canelo yes, Triple G platform, yes. you get that. It's good, all that. But I mean, the money, I can see. The exposure. But, but you know what I mean? Experience. Like, I don't think he was as motivated for this fight as he was Sor Rungvisai. Like, Sor Rungvisai, he's like, I'm going up against one of the bigger stars of the 115-pound division, arguably the biggest puncher in the 115-pound division. I think he was motivated and he trained that way for that fight. I don't think he was as motivated for this fight is all I'm saying. Now, I would add this. Israel Gonzalez did go the distance with Chocolatito, but he was stopped in a previous fight, so it's not like he's got this granite chin himself. He was stopped by what? Jerwin Ancajas, yes. I think it was, right? Ancajas is a champion. He yes. was a, he was a, he's a strong puncher, hard puncher. And a southpaw, I believe. But does I mean, this make you wonder? Check, check, check. Okay, but as we look towards bigger fights for Bam, whether it's Chocolatito or Gallo Estrada, does that make you wonder if Bam has the kind of power you need to have at 115? 
dude, you are infatuated with power. I am. No. I know I why am you're not. I am not concerned about anybody that has the athleticism, the angles, the footwork, the, the trainer, then Robert Garcia, the camp, the speed. These are all these are all things that matter. Power is at the end of my list, Mannix. Timing and speed and technique come before it. And Bam Rodriguez has those three things. And the power will come. He's 22. He's going to develop into his man strength. Right now, power is not the thing that he needs. He just needs to be motivated, like you said, hungry and and and, and stay away from from certain opponents. Uh, just take calculated risks like he did against Quadras. Yeah, and look, one of those calculated risks may be going back down to 112 pounds and fighting one of the title holders uh, that's there. I mean, I think we're going to get Julio Cesar Martinez back in a separate fight sometime in the fall. I think Sonny Edwards is headed for a mandatory defense at some point in the fall. There's the other title holder from Japan that is potentially in the mix for Bam Rodriguez before the end of the year. Yeah, that's, Not, look, I, that's the one I was thinking of. Yeah, What's his name? Uh, Ioka. What's, yeah, Ioka. There yeah. you go. So, stay away from him. Stay away from him? Yeah, that's Why? the one I'm talking because that's too much of a risk, not enough reward. It's a title that, holder. I, I get it, but that's this is what I'm talking what do you about. Maneuver, this is what I'm talking about by, by maneuvering your career to avoid the wrong matchups. I hope is a wrong matchup. I I believe. Um, I, I think you should go for Chocolatito, but from what they told me, they're not going to fight each well, other. It doesn't so it's matter. Be I'm saying Strata. before the end of the year, Gallo Estrada and Chocolatito, that's locked. December 3rd, that's happening in probably Texas, I, I, from what I hear. Um, you got to, if Bam wants to fight again on that card, he's going to have to fight somebody. And if he goes back to 112, the most available guy right now is Ioko, who's coming off that win over uh, Donnie Nietes. So, like, what, what are we talking face about? Your, face your number one mandatory. Okay. I, there is no mandatory. He's the 100, at 115 pounds. He's going back to 112. There's no mandatory for him there. He needs to have a, a decent fight. Why is Ioko a bad fight? He's 29 2. He's not some power punch. He's have you seen him knockouts. fight? Have you seen him fight? I, uh, not recently. Tricky. Tricky fighter. Okay, so we should avoid all tricky fighters. No, just you're you had you're coming off a a, a a performance where you didn't turn heads in Gonzalez. Why are you going to go into another one where you're probably not going to turn heads I again? Mean, you know how it goes in this division, you have to fight good fights, or else there's no interest in them. Like, it, look, there wasn't a ton of interest in Bam versus Israel Gonzalez. There was interest in Bam because he's on a march to fighter of the year. But and look, if he wants to be you fighter know, of the year, hold on. If he wants to be fighter of the year. He's got to find a champion at 112. I don't think you can go with two unknowns before the end of the year and just say a 4-0 record is enough to get me fighter of the year. No, it won't. But uh, fighter of the year is not his aspiration. That's just going to be the... He said it's his aspiration. Just, in the ring, he the, told me that. That's going to be the cherry on top. He's already he already accomplished he more than... He told me he wants to be fighter of the year. Flat yeah, out. I want to be fighter of the year. Yeah, but Everyone means. wants to be fighter of the year. But the problem is, you know, you don't Have want... Have you ever come close to being fighter of the year? Of course not. <laughs> but I don't have Bam Rodriguez talent. <laughs> That's correct. And I just think, you know, instead of chasing fight of the year, he should just keep them titles and, and, and stay hungry. Stay focused. Stay hungry. Look, if Bam Rodriguez wants to stay at 115 pounds, I would like to see him face other title holder. If he wants to be on a path towards fighter of the year, I want to see him face a guy with uh, a title. And Iota, Ioka is the other title holder in the weight class. He's not going to fight his brother. Um, a fight against uh, a, a Chocolatito or Estrada is off the table. Why not try to collect another belt in the 115-pound division? Because then you put yourself in position to be the fighter of the year. If you can get two belts at 115, beat two title holders, 
that puts yourself in a good place, doesn't it? Because right now, if you're making a list of the top guys in terms of fighter of the year, you're talking most likely about Dimitri Bivol if he beats Zerto Ramirez. You're talking most likely about Errol Spence if he beats um, Terrence Crawford in a fight penciled in uh, for November. So I think he's got to do a little bit more. I think two fights against middle-of-the-pack type of guys out of, out of a calendar year doesn't get it done, even if you get four wins out of it. How about drop down to 112 and be a two-division champion? That would be fighter of the year, and that's easier than uh, a tough fight like uh, Ioka. Well, he does. He does want to drop down to 112. You've got Junto Nakatani, who is a title holder at 112 pounds. I believe he has a fight scheduled. He does uh, for October. Uh, Julio Cesar Martinez, he's got a fight scheduled for the fall. I believe that's going to be down in Mexico. I'm not sure what the other title holds there. Look, he could go back to 112. If he wants to take a there big fight, if he wants a big fight at 112 pounds, I'm fine with that. But it's got to be a big fight. It's got to be a title holder or one of the big names in the 112 pound division. I'm just saying, Sergio, he wants to be fighter of the year. So if he wants... I want him to be fighter of the year. You and claim if he he's go, the front runner for that. He, if he can go back down to 112 and pick up a title a title at that against a title holder, it doesn't have to be a, a, a big name. That should make him a lock unless Errol Spence and Terrell Terrence Crawford fight and then well, Bevo, the I think look if Bevo beats Canelo and Zerto it's going to be hard to vote for anybody else two yeah. undefeated fighters no, two one undefeated was a fighters. former pound for pound yeah, number yeah. one yeah I'll give you that one I don't know how you it's going to be tough Bevo's right. it's going to be tough but we're going to see how it unwraps in the end but for right now Bam Rodriguez has a momentum by the way we've mentioned pound for pound here um, and fighter of the year type guys and the pound for pound list Canelo Alvarez after beating Gennady Golovkin he erases that loss to Dimitri Bivol. Where would you put Canelo on your pound for pound list right now? Don't have to give me an exact number, like the one to three under range. Under five. Under five. Under five. I would say four, maybe. I would say four. I mean, I, I would have to put you know uh, a Crawford in front of him, uh, Bivol in front of him. Uh, you put Bivol in, in front a way. Of him. In Bivol's front of him. not in front of him. Bivol's not in front. Of him. You don't get put in front of Canelo for one win. I'm sorry. In a way, don't. in front of him. In uh, a way, I can see the argument for uh, Usyk in front of him. That's Usyk, four. I can see the argument for four. Usyk yeah. in a way, and. Terrence Crawford. Those are the three. I wouldn't put Bevel ahead of him. I mean, he'll be tough. Well, then Bevel's number five. Then I don't even put. I think Bevel, I don't know. Bevel, sure. Bevel beat the man. Bevel said you got to make best in the back half of my top ten. Back half because I think Spence is better than Bevel. Yeah, on but that Spence list. is not active enough. He just fought in like April. Okay, who did he fight before then? He fought in like I don't know when did he when he, was, he had an eye injury. Remember, he was out of the Ugas hey, fight because an eye injury. I get it, but he hasn't been active enough. I think the world, the truth, you know, Errol Spence, he's a man, but you know, activities uh, kind of. Um, costing them there in the pound for pound thing yeah well that's fair all right before we jump into our next topic sergio i want to tell our listeners about a product i use literally every day i started taking ag1 because i wanted to get all my vitamins all my minerals in one place do it in the morning do it with a water-based shake and that's what ag1 has done for me it gives me a little bit of energy a little bit of boost before i work out it makes me feel pretty good all day long. My morning routine starts with waking up, pouring AG1 into a glass of water, having it, and then forgetting about any other vitamin supplement over the course of the rest of the day. It tastes great. I tell my friends and family about it all the time. I bring it with me on the road when I travel. You know I travel a whole bunch. It helps me stay healthy during these long road trips. This is the best option for easy, optimal nutrition out there. You take one scoop of AG1 and you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, and whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This blend of 
ingredients. Supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, aging, all of it. It is a terrific, terrific ad. Sustainable routines are key. AG1 is my daily micro habit that makes it easy to absorb key nutrients, lead a healthy lifestyle, and feel my best, no matter what the day holds. One scoop, one minute, once a day, every day. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. Just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash Mannix. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash Mannix to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, uh, last thing I want to hit you on. Uh, Deontay Wilder, who's back October 15th in a pretty intriguing fight against Robert Hellenius. He did an interview recently where he said he's in the Hall of Fame, no question about it. Uh, Deontay Wilder is one of the biggest punchers in the heavyweight division, but... Again, something I talk about a lot, resume. What is the resume of Deontay Wilder? He has got two high-level wins. Those are both over Luis Ortiz. He pushed Tyson Fury to a draw in their first fight, but was knocked out in two very entertaining subsequent fights uh, by Fury. So, I don't know. You, you tell me first. Is Deontay Wilder, if he retired tomorrow, a Hall of Famer? No. No. Uh you just mentioned it. What Bermain Stavern is the only champion he's beaten. Yeah. And uh, other than that, he's had good names, good solid, you know, title challengers. Chris Ariola, you know, that's one of them. Luis Ortiz, there's another one. The thing that makes him exceptional is that he's a power puncher. He knocks everyone out. He has the highest knockout, one of the highest knockout ratios in boxing. But that you don't get into the Hall of Fame for being a huge puncher, or else Ernie Shavers will be in in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> that's who I compare Wilder to. Ernie Shavers went the distance with Muhammad Ali. He went the distance with, what, uh, Larry Holmes. He fought. He put Holmes down. Remember that shot he put Holmes All down All I'm with? saying is Ooh, Ernie God. Shavers is pound for Go pound Hall of Fame material of punchers. But as far as skill goes, no. That's where I put Deontay Wilder. He made a big splash. He made a whole lot of money. He's the, he's the you know, he's entertaining with his right hand. But he lacked a lot of skills. He did, he's not polished enough to be in the Hall of Fame, so no. You know what Ernie Shaver's record was? Yeah, about 90 fights, I think. 75, 14, and 1. <laughs> Out of those 75 knockouts, I bet you had at least 60-something knockouts. 75 wins, 69 knockouts. Yeah, he, he was <laughs> oh knocking God. everybody out. He was, could knock a wall I'm, telling, I'm telling you, one of my favorite clips, whenever Top Rank puts it on social media, is of Ernie Shaver's fighting Larry Holmes. I don't think there is a shot. I mean, including the shot Wilder hit Fury with, I would put the Shavers on Holmes' shot as one I'm shocked that he got up from. Like, the fact that Larry Holmes got up from that punch was wild. That was a clean, straight right hand. And right lot, down the pipe by one so of the biggest punches many in the people, So many people, uh, well, first of all, he's an underrated great heavyweight, but so many people question Larry Holmes' heart, you know, and uh, and it, and his, uh, you know, because he, he, he dominated with that jab, and he was so Ali-like. He came after Ali, so he was in his shadow. But, man, he was he's one of the greatest heavyweights in the world. And Larry Holmes knows he has that world-class chin. I mean, er, Ernie Shavers, Muhammad Ali says he's the hardest puncher that ever hit him, and Ali's been in there with everybody. So, yeah, I think that's, that's who I think I'm going to compare him to, Ernie Shavers, Deontay Wilder. It's a pretty fair comparison now that I think about it. Wilder's record, of course, will be much better than Shavers, but that was at a different time when guys were fighting all the time and Shavers 
what's it I say? 90 wins or 90 fights total, 75 wins uh, out of them. Um, and look, it, we had this conversation, or at least I did last week when it came to Gennady Golovkin. Um, at some point, you are what your resume says you are, right? And listen, man, it's... The Hall of Fame isn't the end of every fighter. Fighters want yes. to win championships. They want to make millions of dollars. He did that. They want to shake up the world. He did that. He, was, he wants to be part of memorable fights. He was in a trilogy with a Tyson Fury, but not the Hall of Fame. It's okay. There's people in the Hall of Fame that are probably broke right now. They wish they could have the millions they and do. the attention and all that. Look, it's not everything that's cracked up to be for all fighters. Yes, it's 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 a great accomplishment. Yeah, but you have fighters nowadays, Sergio, that are champ- all saying I deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. From yeah, Adrian that- Broner to Keith Thurman and now DeAndre, yeah, Wa- DeAndre that's Wilder. This, that's this new era of mentality. Everyone wants that. Tr- no, it's, it doesn't work that way. Maybe. I don't think, by the way, I don't think it's too late for Wilder to get into the Hall of Fame. Like if Wilder goes on a run over the next two years, if he beats Robert Hellenius, if he beats Andy Ruiz, that would be a world title holder that he would have beat. Another one on his list. And then let's say he goes out and fights Anthony Joshua. If he would have picked up at least one win against Tyson Fury, I would say yes. I, but no, but I, look, I'm saying, but if it, as his career goes on, like what if he fights over the next 12 months and he has wins over, let's say hypothetically, um, Hellenius, Ruiz, and then maybe either Usyk or Anthony Joshua. Would that that would be an impressive run yes. to me, and that would put Deontay Wilder in the Hall of Fame. I would have to say I would have to agree, absolutely. Yeah, but to go to have that that trifecta in the next two years, it, it's unlikely. I, can, I I sneaky like the Usyk Deontay Wilder fight. Like, I do. If that happens, and I'm still skeptical that it would, like that would be a pretty good fight. Like Usyk clearly the superior boxer, but can Wilder sneak in that right hand on the smaller fighter? I don't know. Like, it's still going to be dangerous. For I still want to see Wilder and, and, and Andy Ruiz. No, oh, Andy AJ Ruiz too. or AJ. Yeah, those two fights, I'm all for it. Sign me up. Take yeah. my money. Pay-per-view. Not, look, Wilder versus Anthony Joshua is going to be marketable until both of them are done. That's going to be marketable across the pond. I don't think they'll put that fight in the States. But here in LA, Andy Ruiz, Deontay Wilder or in Las Vegas, that's, that's going to be massive up for us, for the hardcore fans. I would love that fight. I would love that fight too. Like, th- you know, fight. all the things that have gone on the last few years where guys have not fought each other outside of Wilder and Fury, um, you can kind of erase that if you put these guys in the ring together. If we get Wilder Joshua, if we get Usyk Fury, if we get Usyk Wilder, if we get Joshua Fury, there's still an opportunity to have great heavyweight fights over the next two years. No one's going to get, no one's going to be in a hurry to face Usyk, he's going to need, need names. He's got I three think. titles. Why wouldn't they be in a hurry? No one's going to be in a hurry. Wilder I'm telling you, he, 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 he's just too difficult to look good against. I don't think Wilder will get in there with them. I don't think any anyone that wants to. You think Wilder would have more success against Usyk than Joshua did? Yes. Why? Uh, he fights taller. He uh, he unleashes that right hand uh, without. He, he unleashes the right hand a lot better. Yeah. And, he, and he, he'll he probably aim at the chest of Usyk, which is what you're supposed to do with, with fighters like that. Aim for the part that's not moving. You know, So just aim at the chest of him, aim at the shoulders. And as hard as Wilder hits, that's going to be enough. It's going to just shake him off balance from there, get a little f- flurry, get behind that stick again. It's going to be hard for Usyk to, to dance his way on the inside to pot shot you know, a, a fighter like Wilder. So, yeah, I think Wilder gives him headaches. Yeah, and you also not have to fight a guy that was significant significantly taller than him like that was a problem for Wilder having to punch up at Tyson Fury and get leaned on by Tyson Fury Mm -hmm. Usyk presents a lot of problems don't get me wrong but not the problems that caused Deontay so much trouble in those uh, Fury fights so I'd like to see it hopefully it happens at some point in the next couple of years Sergio hopefully you get your fight against Jake Paul at some point 
Hopefully, you pay me my money. When we come back, my conversation with Shakur Stevenson. Get in on the Monday Night Football action with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Join today to get started with $150 in free bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just sign up with the promo code BOXING to get in on the action. Then you can turn game day into payday all season long. If you like betting football, Monday Night Football, great place to bet. You could bet on the spread, the money line, total, player props from passing, receiving, rushing yards, touchdowns, and so much more. Put it all together to make a great same-game parlay. Play your way and bet on more than just the final score. Wager on everything from touchdowns to total yards to catches. You could even combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. Don't fumble your chance to get $150 in free bets, win or lose, with promo code BOXING. Make every moment matter more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. All right, Shakur Stevenson is the unified 130-pound champion, Olympic silver medalist, already one of the top pound-for-pound guys in all of boxing. On Friday, he will face Robes of Kinsaisau in his backyard of Newark, New Jersey. That's a fight you can watch on ESPN and ESPN+. Plus. So, Shakur, let's start right where the news is. Uh, you missed weight by about a pound and a half on uh, Thursday. Can you just kind of walk me through sort of what you were feeling this week? Did you know you were going to miss weight? Uh, no, nah, I didn't know. I thought it was a possibility of me getting down to 130. Um, my last fight, it was real hard making 130. But I thought it was just well, I had at least one more in me of doing whatever I can to get to the weight. But um, we tried everything. I mean, um, from sitting in the tub to running to hitting the uh, to shadow boxing in the bags, we done everything that we could. And when sweat don't come out no more, that means it's over. It's all over. So they can say what they want about me not. During the two hours, I've been up since seven in the morning trying to make weight. So mm. um, two extra hours wasn't going to get me there. Did you feel coming in that this was going to be your last fight at 130 regardless? Yeah, I told everybody um, I had a surprise for them all week. I've been saying it all week that I had a surprise. And that was going to be my surprise. I didn't want it in the way that it happened, but. My surprise was going to be that I was moving up to 135 because I couldn't do the 130 no more. Like, making 130 is too hard for me, so. Mm. All right, so I still want to get into your fight with Kinsesau, but I want to ask you about something that happened last weekend. Last weekend, we saw Canelo and Gennady Golovkin complete one of the better trilogies of this generation. As you kind of look ahead to your career, is there a fighter out there that you can see yourself having that kind of rivalry with, a trilogy, three-fight type of rivalry with? Nah, I don't know. Um, we got to see. Um, I'm real dominant in all my fights, so uh, we got to see. Um, for it to be a trilogy, it had to be like something that's competitive. So we got to see if somebody can slow me down. Um, so, you know, so you don't I think anybody gonna... can be competitive enough with you to give you a trilogy? I mean, we got to see at, at this moment of time. I, I haven't been in a competitive fight, so we'll see. Um, these dudes are supposed to be competitive, but 
I go in there and make it look easy. But I ain't in the. I, I can't talk too much shit right now. I, I'm a battery, so so I gotta <laughs> chill out. That's no look. It, sometimes you can't make weight. You can't make weight. Your body grows. You got to move out of it. Just happens uh, to every young fighter. I, when I think of you in trilogies, though, Gervonta Davis jumps to mind the most because you guys are probably going to be in and around the same weight class for the next few years. Gervonta seems pretty entrenched at 135. You'll probably spend a couple of years at 135 at least. That feels like the kind of rivalry that could give us three good fights. Yeah, I think that that that's um a fight that will be like the biggest best fight when it comes to fruition, but um like I said, I'm I'm going to say this to you because I haven't seen you ask Tank anything about me. So um, I ain't asking. I ain't really answering no Tank, nothing with anybody that didn't ask Tank about me because I don't want Tank to even think that he on my mind in any type of way. I'm not oh, I've asked Leonard Ellerby about you, and he has said you're too small at this point. That was at Tank's last fight. But now you're not too small. Now you're 135. Yeah, but you you get you got the chance to ask some questions, and I don't never see you ask them about me. Ask okay, that that's fair actually. But Tank doesn't talk to me all that much because I keep yelling at him to fight somebody real, which is kind of like asking about you. I mean, it's kind of the same thing. If he would talk to me, Shakur, I would happily ask him about you, but he doesn't want to talk to me because of that. <laughs> <laughs> just saying, man. Be, I'm gonna say how do y'all beef? <laughs> <laughs> we have no beef. I just want the guy to fight. Ryan Garcia, and then you. That's what I want for Tank Davis. That's uh, my goal. But I get what you're saying. Um, I saw you at Tank's last fight. You're a fan of boxing, obviously. Um, yeah. Your favorite fighter to watch is who? Right now in boxing? Yeah. Boots. Really? Yeah, I enjoy watching Boots. I think he's a freak of nature. Why, why do you think that? Um, I mean, I know he haven't got the chance to fight. No top level competition yet, but Boo's so good that even when he do fight top level competition, um, he gonna be able to show how good he is. But I just think he he's a really good fighter. I enjoy watching him. Yeah, and and you can I'm sure see things that that we can't. I like I talk to basketball players all the time about skill guys recognizing skill guys. Jason Tatum works out with Kevin Durant because. You know, real recognizes real when it comes to skill. Is that similar with you, where you can see a level of skill in boots that maybe not everybody can? Yeah, 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 most definitely. Um, I've been around him for a long time, though, too. You got to realize my amateur days of going through Olympic trials and national tournaments, I was around boots. And I got to see him fight. And just watching his development now is, like, insane. Like, just seeing how good he is. And i seen him in the gym, too, so... I got a um, real good look at him before I even came up came up with my thoughts and my thoughts is staying where is that? I feel like he's a hell of a fighter. I saw you say recently that you bet money on Devin Haney to win his last fight. I'm just wondering, do you ever bet on yourself before a fight? You're so confident going in. Like, are you so sure sometimes you're gonna win that you bet on yourself? I think with this fight I might I might place it down. <laughs> I'll tell you after what the bet is, though. I got to complete my bet. <laughs> so you have bet on yourself for this one, is what you're saying? For this fight, but no other fight I have, I've I never done it before. Mm -hmm. um, 
the pound for pound list gets a lot of debate. You know, Devin Haney has been adamant he deserves a place on the pound for pound list. Where Canelo ranks gets a lot of debate. Um, you are in my top ten pound for pound, but I'm wondering where do you think you belong in the pound for pound list? I don't know. I think maybe like seven, seven ish. Um, I think that's a solid spot for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, it's an opinionated list. So at the end of the day, um, as long as I'm on it, I'm cool. I think that I deserve to be on it at the end of the day. But as long as I'm there, I'm good. I don't, I don't care where I'm at. What will it take for Shakur Stevenson to get to number one? I think in the next two to three years, um, for me just – going in through these weight classes and dominating these weight classes the way that I am um, and go to 135, which is everybody about to act like I'm about to have the biggest task in the world. Um, just doing stuff like that is going to make me number one. When you look at the going through all the weight classes, what do you think your max weight is? 147. Couple couple years, few years for that, maybe mid to late 20s? Yeah, probably um, late 20s, um, mm-hmm. early 30s maybe, but 147 for sure. You and I, I have, have you and I have talked about you and I have talked about judging scoring a lot over the years, my scoring a lot over the years. But like when you like Canelo Golovkin last weekend, like th- those were not the right scorecards. Like they, how much when you're going into a fight do you think about how a judge is going to score it? And I try not to think about that. I mean. Uh, my last fight, I was a little bit thinking about it just because of the crowd. Like, they kept screaming every time he threw any punches at me, and they just got to screaming. But um, I don't be worried about that. I just go in there, do what I'm supposed to do. Uh, I know I be winning, so I'm, I don't need to be thinking about what the judges doing. Um, I try not to keep fights close. I try to dominate all my fights. That way, I don't got to think about what's going on with the judges. Mm-hmm. Um. This fight coming up against Kinsaysaw, fighting in Newark, your hometown, second time in your career uh, fighting at this arena. Um, as, a, as a world champion, how do you feel about fighting so close to home? Some guys love it. Some guys think there's a little bit too much pressure that comes with it, especially before the fight. How do you feel about fighting at home? I'm the one who pressed for this. I'm the person who set this all up. I, I went to top rank and told them I need to be going back home, so... Um, I'm definitely not worried about the pressure of it. I'm one of them type of people I look at it like it's just another day in the office. Um, I think it's harder going through what I went through my last fight where it's like the whole crowd is against you <laughs> and you got to shut them up. Um, now this time my crowd is with me, so it's like I'm cool. I'm I'm straight. I think that I'm going to go in there and do what I'm supposed to do and just treat it like it's another day in the gym. Yeah, you don't have a problem going into hostile territory, whether it's the Valdez fight. I saw you tweeting right after Joe Cordina uh, won his piece of 130-pound title that you were ready to go overseas to the U.K. for that fight. Yeah, but all that's dead now. Let them boys at 130 be happy (laughs) that I'm not there no more. They should be very happy. So before you move up, you have Kinsaysau. Is this the fight that you wanted after the Valdez fight? Were you hoping something else materialized? After beating Valdez? Nah, this is the fight I wanted. I think that this is the fight that I needed. Um, I also think that he deserved it because a lot of people say that he won the fight. So um, 
I disagree with him winning, though. I don't. I didn't score him to win the fight. I think he let off the gas and let Valdez end the fight. So it was either a draw or one of y'all won. It wasn't like a I won clearly and uh, I got robbed. Like I don't. I don't respect that. Just because of the fact that I felt like he let off the gas. If he would have fought the first four rounds, I mean the last rounds, like he did the first four rounds. We'll be calling him champ. Yeah, his fight against Valdez, that was probably the best of him. Two fights earlier, I thought he was kind of gifted a decision against Luis Corio. Like, what are you expecting yeah. from him in this fight? What are you yeah, expecting I from seen, him? I've seen that too. I I, I seen that he don't like he don't like pressure. When when Correa stepped to him and he even dropped him, I think in the second round, I want to say, with a left hook. He went down. So I mean, uh, I mean, for him to just act like he's just a, a, a champion and all of this stuff he was saying at the press conference, I didn't understand because if that's the case, you'll be champion, bro. So 135 is is fertile ground for you. Are, are you looking at that division saying, all right, well, Devin Haney's there, uh, Lomachenko's there, Bob Arum wants to match the two of them early next year, maybe I get the winner of that fight, or have you not looked that far ahead? Nah, I ain't looking that far ahead because um, I ain't worried about who there. At the end of the day, um, whoever there, they there. I don't care. I'm there now. <laughs> like the man is in the the weight class now, and that's how I look at it. Well, Shakur, it's always good to talk to you, man. I always appreciate you calling me out for certain things. Like my scorecard is still is is still great. You're wrong about that, but I will next time. Next time I get a chance to talk to Tank, the first thing I'm going to ask him is, "Do you want to fight Shakur Stevenson?" I promise you that. Long as you ask him about me, then I can answer questions about him. <laughs> but good luck on scoring my fight. Score right, man. I'm I'll be scoring it from TV on ESPN on Friday. You better believe it. One, two, three, four, however long it go. So you gave me you gave me a death stare at that when I was kiddingly saying that I gave Valdez a bunch of rounds. You gave me this death stare at Barkley Center. You said he didn't win a single round. Nah, he didn't win nothing. He may have got one, maybe, maybe, <laughs> if you tried to give him one. Oh, sure, Cor, good luck on Friday, man. Good to talk to you. Appreciate you. When we come back, this week's picks brought to you by FanDuel. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. 
Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, time now for this week's picks, brought to you by our friends over at FanDuel. Uh, I've been doing pretty well with these picks of late. I don't know if you've been following along or betting along. Last week, I told you Canelo Alvarez to win by decision. What happened? Canelo Alvarez won by decision. A couple weeks before that, Andy Ruiz by decision. What happened? Andy Ruiz by decision. So if you want to keep making money, keep betting with me. And stick with me this week because I have an upset for you this week. Joe Joyce against Joseph Parker over in the UK. Joseph Parker right now, according to FanDuel, plus 158. That's the bet I like. Joe Joyce, a heavy hitter. He knocks guys out. He is relentless with his pressure. That's how we got Daniel Dubois a few years ago. But Joseph Parker, one of the best chins in the heavyweight division. He went the distance with Andy Ruiz. He went the distance with Anthony Joshua. He went the distance with Dillian White. He can go the distance against Joe Joyce. I think Joseph Parker is the better boxer in this situation. So if you want to make money, bet Joseph Parker. Joseph Parker, by points, is at plus 290. You want to make even more money? Bet on that. Parker by decision. Parker by points. That's how you should bet. Get rich. Keep betting. Those are my picks this week, brought to you by FanDuel. That's it for this week's episode. My thanks to Sergio Mora and Shakur Stevenson for joining the show. As always, subscribe, rate, review this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you download podcasts. And I'll see you next week. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., 
we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.